I guess my main thought on the garbage plate is that I don't necessarily even think that this would be the right thing to do, but if I were like reinvent if if i were inventing the garbage plate my instinct would have been to get more cheese involved Mm -hmm. because i had a cheeseburger as one of the you also items right you also you went for two dry bases you went for home fries and onion rings you didn't get the mac salad or the baked beans or anything so yeah because those are not not really my style so that maybe that's yeah, and I, I, I didn't have I actually kinda liked the the texture being like relatively yeah. dry. I just when when I'm thinking like mm-hmm. that combination of like meats and starches, sure. my my instinct is that there yeah. should also be a bunch of cheese involved, sure. which there was only a little bit. Right. But yeah, it was nice. It like let the mustard stand out, it yeah. let the Cincinnati chili stand out. There are places where you good, can get like a grilled cheese as like one of your toppers. Um, Interesting. Yeah. They do all sorts of, like, there's chicken tenders, there's all sorts of different ones. Sure. This was a very basic uh, hamburger or hot dog uh, situation yep. at, at where we went. Mm-hmm. I think there were some sausages sure. you could choose yeah. from as well. Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals, not about garbage plates. No, that's only in Columbus. My name is Jesse Catherine Weber, and I'm joined by... Andy Gramuga. Emilio Via. All right, and we, uh, yeah. a little later, we're going to be doing a draft of uh, movies that we think will be in Venice competition uh, that was recorded before... We had any real information. There have not been any movies announced that will be in competition at Venice yet, but yeah. there have since that recording been several of the movies uh, we mentioned clearly, announced for yes. things. <laughs> yes, that clear that preclude being in Venice competition, and, uh, and one so. of us got a point. Um, That's true. There was a point, but a point that precluded future sure. points um and so and, yes and, uh, uh, yeah, keep an ear out for those they're all things that we've mentioned yeah. in prior news segments and cullen will be joining us for that he's not here right now but he'll yes be that's right okay. um and maybe why don't we just start with the uh the other piece of venice stuff that we have uh which is that they this morning announced their jury for this year which will tie into next week's episode or two weeks. uh we of course already knew that uh damien chazelle would be the president of the jury uh but he is joined by mostly directors mm-hmm. uh directors uh 
Santiago Mitre of Argentina 1985, which was in competition last year. Yep. Le Poitras, who won the Golden Lion last year. Uh, me and Hanson Love, who I don't think has ever shown a movie at Venice, but why not have her around? Uh, Martin McDonough, who was in competition last year as well. Uh, is there one? Oh, and uh, Gabriel Mainetti, who's in competition a couple years ago with a movie called Freaks Out that never really came out in the U.S., I don't think. Uh, and then... Oh, and uh, Jane, Jane Campion. Campion. Yes, who, I was say, yeah, of course, the back thing. for the second time, or second time as a member of the jury, right. both after being the president of the jury. Right. Uh, she she was loves the president it. in 97, and then on the jury again in 2007, and then took a little longer this time, but yes, back again. Um, um, yeah, happy. F- I, I like that she uh, yeah, seems to love that. Yeah, I think that's really fun. Absolutely. I think they should keep letting her do it every 10, 15 years. Uh, yeah, and then uh, the two actors on the jury, uh, a Palestinian actor, Saleh Bakri, uh, who uh, apparently both uh, a film and theater actor, uh, but not someone I'm particularly aware of. Uh, and then Shu Chi, who, uh, in the sort of uh, festival circle, is mostly known for having worked with Ho Xiao Shen, but also just like a big movie star, like has been in movies with Jackie Chan and uh, worked with Stephen Chow. Yeah. Uh, so it, uh, perhaps notably missing big american actors you usually have a few of those uh we'll talk about american actors i think at some point i don't know if they would necessarily be precluded from doing this uh but uh then we have the uh the horizons jury uh which the president of is uh, jonas carpignano uh who has been at Venice, I think has also played in Director's Fortnite, uh, a number of other people, including Kaler Ben Hanya, who was just in competition at Cannes, uh, and then the debut film award, the uh, Luigi De Laurentiis Award, uh, led by Alice Diop, who won that award last year, uh, and then... Uh, other people on that jury include uh, Laura Citerea, whose movie Trenke Laukin was in Horizons last year, one of the best movies of last year. Uh, I got to interview her earlier this year. And then uh, Chloe Domont, director of Fair Play, a uh, big hey. Sundance movie. Big uh, sale. Netflix. Yep, absolutely. When are they putting that big out? They sale. haven't said, I, think, I don't think. Uh, who could? Yeah, it can't be an awards play. That movie is not going to win any awards. I mean, right they love to not say <laughs> sure. when a movie's coming out, right. though. Yeah. And then what else have we got? We've got so much stuff in this news document. Uh, let's do the real quick one. The Cohen brothers. It sounds like you're going to make another movie together. We talked about it uh, a few months ago when we were talking about the man who wasn't there with our friends at the To the White Sea podcast. And uh, Ethan did give an interview recently where he said that uh, 
previously he had said that uh him and his wife were had a trilogy planned uh and that still seems the case but he said that he probably will be making another movie with joel before that i do i would imagine that they will be back to not both being able to get director credits on it because it took them like 15 years to get that squared away with dga and i have heard that the rule for that is that you have to be like an established pair who never make movies not together and so i think the fact that they have made movies not together may mean they have to go back to just one of them uh he did also say that the i have a hard time uh, believing that they won't be a very notable exception to that sort of a rule it seems like maybe they're the most famous paired directors in the world they don't really make exceptions i don't think maybe we'll see i mean he did also say that uh the directing setup on drive away dolls with him and his wife was very similar to what they've done and they were like no she can't have a director credit uh-huh. uh but obviously that's different right. so we will see um another quick one i guess uh several films have been rated by the mpaa i think the most obvious one that was gonna come up sometime soon uh was maestro uh, but then the bike riders, which I'd been starting to wonder, it just felt like had not been really discussed much in the, like, lead up to fall festivals. And I was starting to wonder, oh, is he just going to wait for Cannes next year? But, uh, you know, not impossible if it is rejected from places that it wants to play, which is still possible. But I would imagine that makes it much more likely that the plan is get it out this year, whether that's a Venice premiere or Telluride or TIFF. Uh, and then the Nickel Boys, which I hadn't really been thinking about. Uh, I think we mentioned maybe in our year preview that uh, that's a Colson Whitehead adaptation directed by Ramel Ross, who did the uh, documentary Hail Country this morning, this evening, a few years ago, uh, his first fiction film. Ooh, with Hamish uh, Linklater. Yeah, there's a bunch of people in there's it. People uh, in yeah, I think we had uh, just been kind of tracking that as something interesting, and uh, no, it is. A- you know, I I had thought, oh, maybe that's a Sundance thing next year, but maybe that's. Uh, you know, it's something that was, I think, not... I, I briefly thought about it when I, as we'll say later, I put together a very long list of stuff that could be at Venice. Uh, and I still don't know that that's the most likely th- place for it to premiere. Uh, I, but I would say Telluride Vintif would be the place. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I'm excited. Uh, it's a good book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything what, else? What have wait. those movies been rated? You said they were rated. You didn't say oh, what the ratings were. I believe... <laughs> I mean, I didn't write it down, nor did I include a link. I believe it is Bike Riders and Maestro are R, and Nickel Boys is PG-13. Right. Which... I guess... I guess I'm trying to picture the book right now, and I'm like... 
I guess my first instinct would be an R, but I guess there's a world where you could do it as PG-13. Yeah, that's what I had heard. Or suggest a lot of the bad things that happen within it. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Yeah. So let's, uh, what else have we got? Let's go to the the clearest uh, news item we have left, and then we've got some more nebulous information that will require some speculation. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll save the big one for last. Sure. Um, uh, San Sebastian, uh, a week or so ago, uh, announced their first bit of their competition, uh... They, of course, often have movies that premiere at TIFF and then uh, are uh, just Spanish premieres uh, in their competition. Uh, So that is likely to be the case with a number of these. They don't have premiere statuses listed for any of them. At the moment, so we don't know exactly what that will look like. A couple of them have already premiered uh, All Dirt Road's Taste of Salt at Sundance, which I know both of you have seen, and A24 will be putting out someday. Uh, And then Red Island, the Robin Campillo film that uh, was not, was just nowhere in Cannes, and then came out in French theaters later in May. Uh, that seems very likely to be at TIFF, probably as uh, an international premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the one that I is not a director who I'm familiar with, but has a funny cast, is uh, Ex-Husbands, with uh, starring Griffin Dunn, uh, Rosanna Arquette's also in it. The director's name Noah Pritzker. I've never heard of him. He had another movie several years ago that, like, also has, like, a bunch of kind of famous character actors in it. Um, and then, uh, we've got a film from Martin Reitman, uh, an Argentinian director, uh, who I think has played... Uh, a number of times at uh at San Sebastian, but not been in competition before. Uh, hold on, there's not as much information as I thought on their actual website. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can find one of the articles that actually says what these movies are and who is in them. Do 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 Maybe this will be... Yeah, maybe. Um, yes, this seems better. Uh, so then we've also got... Um, uh, Puan, uh, directed by... Uh, Benjamin Neistat, who has had a number of movies at different festivals, uh, but then also Maria Alce, who I think this is her only, her second feature, and this is their first one working together. 
Uh, also a uh, Argentinian film. And then uh, Joaquim Lafosse, who's been in Cannes competition a couple of times uh, and has a new movie, A Silence. Uh, I guess this one just didn't quite fit in there. Uh, that stars Emmanuel DeVos and Daniel Atu. Uh, and then, of course, the big, uh, big get for them, uh, MMXX or 2020, I guess I don't know what we're, yeah. uh, how we're verbally referring to the new Christy Puyu film, which as mentioned, uh, 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 had a secret premiere at the Transylvania International Film Festival. Uh, we did also, we got a still from the movie for the first time, which is great. Uh, if you haven't seen that, seek it out. It's uh, a very exciting still. This is always my favorite time of year, where we discuss the various stills that are coming out related uh-huh. to these movies. I always love talking, talking stills. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's... um. Which one is it? I forget. One of the Argentinian films, The part of the reason I was looking up who is in them is that no one of them stars uh, Esteban Bigliardi, who is just in The Delinquents It Can, which I saw and loved, and he's really good in. Uh, but maybe that movie will also be a tiff, and we can uh, see it and talk about it then. For sure. Uh, I think it's the... The one directed by Maria Alshay and Benjamin Neistat. So, now we've got uh, some news on festivals from earlier this year. Uh, I guess Berlin has announced that they will be condensing their lineup, uh, which mostly will just consist of the sections being smaller Right. Uh, but they are cutting out their most recent section, uh, the series section, right. which is just going to be collapsed into the uh, premiere out of competition yeah. Berlin All Special. Uh, if you know, they will just if there's a TV show that they feel strongly, they'll just throw it in there, With and then also the, the uh, whatnot. Sure. Uh, and then the Perspectives Deutsch Kino, which was, I think, a uh, just th- get some more German films in. Uh, I think it looks like specifically by uh, early career uh, German directors that also is being dissolved. And then the other sections will also all be smaller. They're going from like high 200s to... Yeah, it was 287 this year, and they're going to around 200, which it is a huge amount of movies like that. Yeah. It's certainly unwieldy, and I've never been there, so I don't know how it feels being there, but it is like a lot of... They have a lot of movies that are like very good or good or interesting, and... I would imagine it will be hard to keep, you know, like, inevitably, like, you can't just cut out all the ones no one cares about, because you don't know what that's going to be. So I'm sure there will be just 
less exciting movies than there have been, but 200 is still a lot, so that's plenty of room for them to have interesting stuff, but, like... 200 is a lot. Cutting 87 basically means they cut a third of the festival, so they also did cut a lot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, And, like, you know, I'm sure as many interesting movies as they had, I doubt that they have, like over 200 movies that like people are excited about yeah like the those especially those panorama and forum sections like are huge uh but like there's a bunch of cool stuff panorama is the one that like has the like lowest hit rate of like movies that six months later i will remember what they are based on the name but and like it says all all of the sections except for competition will be right. smaller, yeah. which is, a, like, Encounters is already small. I feel like that was, like, 15 movies this year. Uh, that's interesting that they would include that in the ones getting smaller when they have several very large sections. Uh, but, you know... We'll see how, you know, and, like, in general, it's not great to hear that a festival like that is uh, not doing great financially, but... Right, and I guess we should say, the reason they're talking, right, they're doing this is, like, cost, like, because it it sounds like uh, attendance is still pretty strong there, like, that they're still doing, like, pretty Mm alright with that, but it is just, like, budget, like, cost increases... And then, like, uh, yeah. sort of a change in how government funding is working, as it sounds like, are the two, like, main yeah. things that are causing this. That was in what they put out. I think there was another article where yeah. people suggested that there was maybe also some sponsor dropout. Sure. Right. The, oh, sure. Right, that they, right. They were, like, the tier of sponsors that they were able to get was sort of shifting. Um, sure. I do. There's been, like, a big press narrative that it has been lower profile in recent years and like not as buzzy and i think that's just because in like the american press and i think that's just because like american press people go there and you're like we've heard of less of these there's less movies with famous people in them or by directors who we know i still think they're doing quite well and you know we had we did see uh a lot of turnover at some of those European festivals recently, and so it is good to see that despite uh, them having to make some changes, they are sticking with Carlos Chatrian, who I think is doing a really excellent job there. Uh, And then uh, Sundance, we got uh, one of the more nebulous pieces of news, uh, and they right a, a they, rumor. It seems, <laughs> it's a it's rumor, and news. it's a rumor that they are trying that they they are denying, and that certainly deadline we've seen in the last week is not above just like saying shit that is not particularly true uh, for other reasons other than reporting things they think are true uh but they reported they 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 set out sent out a rumor that uh sundance was considering moving uh which my immediate thought was like oh yeah that's maybe not the worst idea uh no one i don't get the impression that you know i think people like 
the festival and like like hanging out with people, but I don't get the impression that anyone likes going to Park City in January. Uh, especially the, with the altitude sure. stuff. The skiers It just do. sounds the like a nightmare. Like going. Yeah, there's... Right, sure, if you're also skiing. But yeah, it is just like... And, you know, it's like... There's not other stuff in the town, so there's not any type of affordable places to stay. Uh, there's uh, not really public transportation, it sounds like. Uh, and the two places they listed are, uh, Santa Fe, which I don't really know anything about Santa Fe. Uh, I think their big thing is that they have a movie theater right now that almost closed and was saved by George R.R. R. Martin, who lives there. So he seems like he's putting a lot of money into building up cultural stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's like, sure, that could be nice go to new mexico in january yeah, I, uh, and then the other one was Benton- uh bentonville arkansas where uh, walmart headquarters is located which sounds uh also like not a place anyone would want to go to ever yeah santa fe is a city that i've heard from people be like low-key underrated like yeah that makes there. sense bentonville mm-hmm. i have no idea i think it's also worth pointing out that Per the deadline article, which sort of contradicts itself, that they say that what they hear is that this all the speculation is based on that they are looking to host a, another Sundance Lab at another place to just like, right, print. or even just like there's gonna be some like small scale renovations happening in Park City, and they're maybe looking to temporarily house the lab somewhere else. Which would make a lot more sense. My first thought also was like, oh, maybe they're just like having a slightly challenging uh, lease renewal no- negotiation and they're getting deadline to try and put some pressure. Because I do imagine like, I'm, I, you know, I've never talked to a person who lives in Park City and I'm sure that they're, it is somewhat annoying to like have the city get taken over for two weeks or a week and a half. Uh, But I'm also sure that it's like, you know, I I guess there's other tourism stuff, but like still I would imagine that's like huge for that city's economy. Sure. Uh, I would be pretty surprised if they uh, allowed them to leave, though, you know, we've seen like, I don't know, like there's never been like a that I know of, like, a, a film festival moving. Right. Uh, so many of them are named c- after the cities they're in. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we see it with, like, sports teams where, like, they try to get favorable deals out of, uh, far too favorable out of the cities that they're in. And, uh, you know, recently we saw that fall apart with uh, uh, the A's. Uh, so... <laughs> Very different situation. I would not imagine that uh, Sundance uh, negotiations would play out in the same way. So I think ultimately, not likely that Sundance moves, but wouldn't be, you know. I feel like we could use, like, one more big competitive festival in the United States in a new city and at a time of year that there isn't a big one. I feel like that's uh, a space that could be 
moved into. Maybe uh, the Can I Kick It film festival will finally yeah. uh, come to fruition. What time of, like, when? Because when? Um, I'm like, well, I guess there's, like, the Tribeca-ish slot. Right. Like... I think you could just do it in spring. Um, my instinct would maybe be do it during the summer in sure. like maybe like Pacific Northwest. Uh-huh. I guess there there are big. There's a big festival in Seattle and a big one in San Francisco, but like Pacific Northwest summer, so that like you can get a few like big can movies with American premieres, but also like. Yeah maybe have like a more high-minded competition uh that feels like something that could be or but you know like also like you could do uh later you could do like between afi and sundance somewhere more moderate uh Mm -hmm. yeah there's times yeah, uh, it's like Sundance does like Sundance London, and they'll have like a they'll like tour some of their movies. I do wonder if it even just they could host two film festivals. <laughs> Maybe I that's you know that's not necessarily the organization I'd be excited to see do that. Uh, but yeah, if they wanted to, maybe. Um, I guess we uh. The festival that, you know, is top of mind for most of us right now is TIFF, which we uh, are planning to go to soon, and there's been nothing from them this week, which is somewhat interesting. The The pace from last year, the early announcements, has been very much slowed, and we are recording Thursday morning, so it is possible that... Uh, they will announce something yeah in like the next hour or so uh but yeah that that you know we had uh les miserables last week uh and next school wins the week before but uh nothing so far this week the big uh, one is a week from now or two weeks from now yeah, the uh, gala's announcement is, I believe, a week from Wednesday, uh, from this past Wednesday, the 19th. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. They they were definitely on a pace of, like, two a week. I don't think there was ever a week where they did three. They did also just have more. I think it was, like, uh, an extra week in between the first announcement and the gala's and special presentations announcement. Uh, and I think that got kind of old last year, even though, uh, they ended strong, as we've said, so maybe, you know, this probably maybe makes more sense as a strategy, it just feels a little weird in comparison to last year. Uh, and maybe speaking of TIFF, but also more generally, uh, I, you know, another possible reason why they are being slower with announcements other than, uh, it being planned. Before we do this, there's also, we didn't mention New York also announced it. We haven't said. Oh yeah. We should say say that uh, before we get into the big, big. Oh yeah. That just didn't make it into into the doc. I just uh, was, I just recalled like, oh yeah, yeah. I saw tweets about. Yes, of course. Uh, yes. New York announced that they will be opening, uh, with the North American premiere of May, December, the new Todd Haynes film. 
not surprising at all, not the first time that he has had a movie premiere at Cannes and then had the North American premiere as a uh, New York Film Festival gala. Uh, I have also just heard that he does not like TIFF at all. I, I guess he had a movie there. I would have had to have been either I'm Not There or Far From Heaven and just had a bad experience. Uh, and yeah, I'm sure Netflix could have overruled that preference but they also don't seem to have any particular attachment to tiff so i am not surprised to see this it would have maybe been you know they could have taken it to tell your ride but uh this is probably a nice slot though i'll make a different transition now uh these big galas will potentially right. look somewhat different because uh as we're speaking, it's SAG that, has announced that they will go on strike. Right, they're like doing it's all the formal, hour, their yeah, formal it's stuff. It's like right hours now. away from actually beginning the strike, uh, which, among many other things, means that actors would not be allowed to promote films, which uh, would affect these festivals. You know, yes. would make these galas. You know, they they also would not have writers, so. Yeah, and, like, uh, the ones that are more internationally focused, like, it would affect Venice less in that it's only the, like, Hollywood things, uh, though they, in terms of their, like, big premieres right. They like to have pretty, Hollywood people over there at yeah, Venice. Yeah, like. very much, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and then, like, Tiff, even more so, is, like, so based in having talent and famous people around. Yeah, because they have, like, uh, a uh, market where, presumably, with that would be affected if you don't have actors or writers. Right. Yeah, so, probably. Right. So, I mean, so, yeah, apparently, like, people were asking, specifically about Comic-Con was, like, a, seems like a, a lot of what folks were asking about. And, like, I guess the rule is, like, you can appear generally, but you cannot promote any specific product. Right. So, yes. like, if they are just, I don't know if it's like they're generally, like, promoting a sale of something. Like, that's, like, obviously not a public event or whatever. Like, I don't know if they'll still I... be there. Like, and obviously TIFF has their, like, in conversation no, with but it's like I, whatever, But sale, but... I don't even mean an appearance thing. I mean, it's, like, truly, like, an agent and a studio cannot pe agree, get people to agree on a package if they are on sure. the Sure, right. So yeah. yeah, that cannot happen. Yeah, sure. For, oh, for yeah. new projects, sure, 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 yeah. sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it, it, you're right that like the the in conversation with would be like the thing. Right. At <laughs> They're gonna do uh, eighty of them do. this year. Yeah, there to... was also uh, a thing uh, I did read somewhere that there is the potential for uh independent projects right. to have actors promote them if they like agree to certain terms yeah. they can get an exception so you might see like some more famous actors who are in an independent film be able to promote that and go to a festival for it right probably not like uh, specialty yeah. arms like it's not going to be like focus and searchlight yeah stuff, not it's gonna be, like, or even like a24 right. or neon yeah. i wouldn't think but like the like stuff that like doesn't have distribution right. maybe uh and yeah i don't know i just like have no idea what this will look like like i don't i certainly the festivals can't just not happen but i would imagine that they might 
see studios pulling their movies out because there's also just like not as much of a publicity bump right if there's not people there but like you know because the festivals have been selling packages and things like they might you know they're not gonna want to be even more affected by having less movies so i it is just like i have no idea uh what festivals during a strike might look like but that is the point is to disrupt things and hopefully that just leads to them being given a good deal quickly right because yeah i mean yeah there was that yeah reporting that like they're looking to to you know to, to 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 drive the the workers sort of to uh you know to be in, in, in financially like on the rocks or whatever. Yes. Uh, which which was like clearly ridiculous, and they immediately realized was uh, a horrible PR strategy. Yeah. Uh, um, but but I mean, so it I, the my point make, being like it like the timeline of this is very up in the air, and it does sound yes. like it could be yes 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 a Absolutely. long time or like it's been. A long time since SAG has gone on strike. Obviously, the writers the writers have gone on strike more frequently than than yes. SAG. So like this is really like it's fairly uncharted territory, and like it's not really like everything's going to shut yes. down. All production is not going to happen, right? So yep. like I don't know how much that will cause the studios to like rethink things and actually panic when <laughs> yes, when absolutely. when there's nothing that is able to to be produced. Yeah, I believe um, I read that the last time both. SAG and the WGA went on strike. The president of SAG was Ronald Reagan. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think about. I do wonder how yep. it will affect these festivals. Like, will studios pull movies just because they're like, well, we need, we can't just blow everything out right now because we are anticipating having to, like, parse these movies out for a longer time since less stuff will be produced right well and i know like awards season is a big motivator to resolving these things like i believe like like when it was looking like the strike might affect like the oscars like that was like when the like the last writer strike really got resolved or something Mm. like like it's like often these like the the infrastructure that the festivals are a part of are a big motivator and like it's sounding like the Emmys will probably get delayed in the uh, the Emmy nominations announcement. He, the, like the president of of the of the TV Academy, was like currently scheduled for September thirteenth or whatever, <laughs> like in the announcement, uh-huh. and was like, okay, like you are definitely preparing to like bump that back. Um, and obviously, the Emmys are are not as prestigious as as movie awards. So, um, I yeah, I am curious, like. You know, bumping back the Oscars seems like a thing that would be harder to do, and we don't want another, like, pandemic Oscar situation where they, like, extend the calendar or something again. That sounds awful. Um, Yes. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious with what all this, what all that Yeah, you know, there's also a world where, like, the festivals are part of that ecosystem, but just, like, aren't as, you know, are not something that is being thought about so like in the rush to like make it work for the oscars that ends up 
hurting the earlier festivals and you end up with like some more big the biggest afi ever yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah you know and like there's lots of movies that even will be at you know maybe less at telluride but even will be at Toronto. you know like uh certainly wavelengths is not going to be significantly affected my uh my favorite section but then like all sorts of like uh non-american movies that will right not be especially affected uh you know that is the benefit of having such a large festival even if it's not as big as it was uh five years ago yeah it'll be interesting I mean, yeah, we did just hit eleven o'clock, so I'm making sure Tiff didn't announce something. No eyes. Or is it about that is to. interesting that they didn't. No announce, eyes. They didn't right. seem to announce anything this week. Yeah, uh, you know they've done noon. There's still another hour. If they're, you know, maybe I'll butt yeah. it. You know, I'll be editing this in a little bit. If there's something that feels like huge, I'll butt in with thirty seconds of thoughts about it. But as of now. Nothing from them for this week, which is, yeah, I mean, like, they could have announced something that wasn't a movie, like, they could have announced the platform jury, though I think they usually wait till they have a platform lineup, or maybe even after to announce that, but nothing at all is interesting. Yeah. Yep. This close. Uh, and with that, I think I can throw to our uh, Venice competition draft, which we will be updating you on in, uh, I guess, two weeks is when we'll have a uh, a, a Venice li- a competition lineup and then uh, uh, continually throughout until Venice is over. And we're back. So... As we said in the first segment, at this time now, when we're recording this, there has been no concrete information about any movies that will be playing at Venice. Yeah, there's been rumors and speculation, but even that, I think, will start ramping up in the coming weeks, maybe has already by the time you're hearing this. If there is an opening movie announced when this episode is coming out, we will have addressed that already, but we don't know now. No. And I would guess there won't be. I don't think they actually announced White Noise. Yeah. If it was before the rest of the stuff, it was, like, barely last year. Sure. Uh, so... The point is, we're, yeah, we're driving we're, in ignorance over here. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I would say that. Uh, they're we're swimming cer- in it. <laughs> sure. We're floating. You know, certainly... Some of us have our head above water. <laughs> you know, this is something that I've uh, been putting some thought into since the beginning of the year, put a little more thought sure. into when the kind lineup got announced. So yeah. I've I've had my thoughts, and then there's... Right. But You're yeah, certainly, got... yes, you're in the best position to do well on this activity, is what I would say for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. No doubt about that. All right. So, uh, so do we, we need to uh, figure out a draft order. 
Yeah. We need to figure out a draft order. Let's go through rules okay. first. Uh, we're going to have 10 picks each. So there will be 40 films drafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, though there, uh, we, we did decide that we're going to give ourselves the opportunity to scoop up anything announced for competition uh, that was not picked by anyone once that is announced. So we'll we'll take care of that on the episode where uh, we go over the lineup. Uh, and then the... I guess we haven't really talked about point values, but the ones that I wrote into the spreadsheet are you get a point for the movie just being at Venice, and then a second point if it is in competition. Uh, and then the Mastroianni Award is also a point. Uh, the Volpe Cup, s- cups plural, uh, screenplay, jury prize director are all two points. Uh, Grand Jury 5 and Golden Lion 10. I I don't know. How do we feel about that? I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if we want it a little bit more balanced or if we're good right, with how heavily the... it is on Golden Lion right now. Yeah. I mean, aren't there are I there think... any stakes? We're not playing for anything really, right? Like we're the, playing the, to win. Playing sure. To, you're playing to be respected as a predictor and an yeah. expert and to be able to talk, mm-hmm. talk with authority. Well, I uh, see all that anyway, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, winner gets to take a month off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I think that's fine. Like, Golden Lion is such a, like, you know... I like that it's that much, yeah. Yeah, it, it right. should be a, cool. enough to where it's, like... There, it, yeah, you know, I mean, you have I, a I, such yeah. low chance of predicting it that... Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, and I think I... I mean, I guess the only thing is it means that someone could, like, swoop in, grab the Golden Lion winner in the supplemental draft because they have the first pick, and then... But that's... And, and also, like, you I... Can, I did a little bit of gaming out, and I think it is such that, like, if the pers- if someone picks the Golden Lion but has a terrible right. team otherwise, they won't win, yeah. probably. You can, you can make up the points with right. enough. I, I also I think, I think Mastriani should be on Volpe Cup level, just in terms of how it hard. It should definitely be more than one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. With every, yeah, so then that would just mean it's... 10 for uh, Golden Lion, 5 for Grand Jury, and 2 for everything else. I like that. Uh, that makes and sense. And I think there should be a uh, there should be a, a, a point reduction if it's it's your secondary pick, you know? So, like, whenever we do the, uh, I mean, the next no. round. I think the point reduction will be natural because I think we will no longer give points based on right. it being on the lineup. Sure, I guess so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's already in competition. Sure. That's yeah. You, yeah. You only get the award points. Sure. I think so, I'm ready yeah. to find out the order. Great. Are we going to visit our old friend random.org? <laughs> <laughs> certainly could. Me every morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my rate limit was exceeded on a random topical color. This episode's not coming out for a few weeks. Who knows if that'll still be a thing? Yeah, we're recording uh, this before we know. Yeah, who Trust knows? us. All right. Andy's holding I up am... today's newspaper. <laughs> the numbers I'm using are it's tomorrow's based edition. on the... I guess I'll just use uh, our first names in alphabetical order because we all know what that, that order is. acceptable is. to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. I have drawn number one. So Andy will select first. 
Number one again, so no. <laughs> Come on, give me something other than one. This whole Can you change the rigged. parameters to two through four? It's Oh, that's a great <laughs> suggestion, Andy. <laughs> We've got number four, so that means I'm picking second. Okay, now I need I need a hot corner. <laughs> now I'm gonna go two to three. That's right. Three. Let's uh, go. All right. So we are going uh, Andy, Jesse, Emilio, Cullen. Great. Awesome. Uh, should I should I kick us off? Are we ready? Without further ado. Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I think my first pick. Uh, when I saw it on the list, I was like, yeah, that really feels like it's probably going to be a thing. I'm going to go Kevin Costner for Horizon and American Saga Part 1. Okay. I think it's going to be a big deal. I think it's going to, you know. I agree. He's, but maybe next year. (laughs) Well, okay. So he did say. He really wants it there. uh, Yeah. He said a few weeks ago, like. I really want this movie to premiere at Venice this summer. Yeah. I believe him, and I think they will probably be happy to oblige. Yeah. Whether or not he wants to be in competition or they put him there, who knows? You know? That's how I'm playing this game. I'm sort of just, like, taking big bets. You just want to pick up those little single points wherever you can. (laughs) Well, you know. we We talked about this a little bit, right? About the project? This movie? Yeah, probably. Did we talk about it in a preview. I think we've mentioned it maybe a couple it of times. Came up. It's um, yeah. you know, he's making a four-part western series. It's the reason he is quitting Yellowstone, um, <laughs> among other things. I think uh, he the first one is done. The second one is in production. I think is where they're at. Um, that sounds uh, right. Is it is it two parts or more than? It's two? four parts. It's four, four films. <laughs> Great. Um. And I don't know. I just I feel like it's gonna be no, a no, big deal. I respect it. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think it's uh, an unreasonable pick. Certainly, it would have been in a later round. Sure. In the kind in my. Uh, I yeah you know. I did you know how much thought I put into what uh, things other people will want to take was not not deep in this in this <laughs> for this one. Uh-huh. But uh, sure, I don't know. I think it, his also yeah his stated desire to like get it in. And like have yeah. it there, so tells me he's like really gonna work it. I think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's my pick. Starting us off right. on that note. Moving on, uh, and that puts <laughs> me next. Um, <laughs> what's up, Colin? Me... You got something to say? <laughs> you just uh, <laughs> you did say his desire to get it in, and it really. <laughs> Kind of threw me off. <laughs> okay, you're. We. I think Emilio said it before, but you're sort of the Tobias. I've been the called the Tobias feud game. Okay, I can kick it several yeah. times. Yes. <laughs> sorry. All sorry. Right. Back to the draft. Yeah. So I. I said. I think maybe before we were even all on the call that. Uh, were I to have the first pick, I kind of had two things that I was deciding between, uh, and neither of them were the Kevin Costner films. <laughs> really? <so I'm laughs> still deciding between two films. <coughs> I think I'm just gonna... Yeah, I'll just go ahead and take the heavy hitter, especially because 
This is a movie that I'm not like 100% confident will be in competition, even though I think it will. But I feel like I can get sure. in later rounds some like, this will be in there, even though I don't know if it's going to win anything. I will take uh, Hayao Miyazaki's Fuck! How Do You Live. Uh, yeah. yeah. His that first movie well. in 10 years. Uh, he, of course, won a golden bear for spirited away uh the wind rises 10 years ago was in competition at venice uh and so i imagine this one will probably be in competition uh it's premiering is it premiering this month yeah in, in japan, japan i believe I yes yeah and so it just you know, we don't know. We also don't know who is on the jury at this point, but it, it's easy to imagine uh, just people being jazzed about giving him, if not the Golden Lion, another big award. So I yeah. feel, you know, I feel like this is the first pick. I want to give myself a solid opportunity to get a lot of points. Yeah, I was. Yeah. That was definitely on my list. Uh, Only worry is. People will be fighting for the movie, and I also yes. think people could fight for the movie, and Miyazaki could also still be like, no, because he does. Right, this is true, thing. but I feel like it's the, who's fact, the, well, the, I mean, I don't, the fact that it is will have premiered already in Japan. I feel like that there will be less fighting for an international premiere than there would be for a world premiere. I feel like it might just play everywhere I, and everyone. Yeah, maybe I mean, that. well, the thing. The, the weird thing is, right, like, it, that the in the actual release they're doing, they're, like, no press or marketing materials. Like, that is also true. There's the poster and, he, and nothing else. Like, that's it. And he, I, I, I feel like people were kind of trying to attribute that to him of, like, oh, what a, what a badass. He doesn't need to do any of that. And he, he said recently, like, I don't know about this. Seems like a weird plan. And I feel like there, if there is a point at which he might be like, okay, let's try and, uh, get us something venice is the sort of you know the the european festivals are the most auteur driven so it just feels like it would be easiest for him to just push to be like let's get it in venice that's fair i i guess my one i guess i i did not have not seen like red carpets from like the wind rises there i do wonder if he's like hesitant to travel and if that will I feel like, friend. yeah, I do think there's been, like, I, I don't think he went to Berlin when he, I, I feel like there's maybe a story about, like, he would have gone if they'd been able to give him enough notice, but they didn't. Anyway, we, we will see. I don't think it's a bad pick. I think it's for sure yeah, a favorite not to a win if it gets pick, in. But I don't think there was something yeah. else that was, even though there were... You know, at least a few other strong things. But, you know, maybe something else big gets back to me. I do think it is, of movies within our realm, it is maybe the biggest movie left in the year, if you think, like, in a certain way. but uh, Certainly. Uh, yeah, I guess it's my pick. Yes. Yep. A lot of different things I want to pick. I was just like, this could win. I feel like there's just like not an obvious winner on these lists. Sure. Like there may be. Uh, yeah, and also like stuff. a lot of the things where I'm like, I could see that winning. I'm also like, but I'm not that confident that it'll be in competition. Yeah. And I think I'm going to pick one of those kinds of movies. And then uh -huh. I will pick uh, uh, Sofia Coppola's Priscilla. Yep. Interesting. Mm -hmm. 
in the yeah, I feel the opposite way about Priscilla. I'm not like 100% chance that it will be in competition, but I think oh, it sure, yeah. is more likely than not. And I would be a little surprised if it, it made won. Splash I think I think the people are ready for Sophia again. And I think people... I think, I think I, that movie yeah. will do quite well. And I think that's the sort we'll of see. thing that... She's been in a at any other festival while. in the world. I wouldn't predict it, but Venice is the one where I'm like, they could do it. They do. Maybe. They have a more Hollywoody sensibility, especially these. They days. do, but like that doesn't filter down to the lion all winner all that often. Like I feel like the juries often end up kind of pushing against that more Hollywoody sensibility. Though you know, of course she did win for somewhere so mm-hmm. if someone's gonna do it yeah. then i mean recent winners are like shape of water roma joker nomadland i guess like happening sure, and all joker you know ha- i mean like happening yeah. and all the beauty and the bloodshed are like even yeah. all the beauty and the bloodshed that's an american documentary so it's like I'm, i don't know i feel comfortable in picking something sort of down the middle and it having a shot at winning an award Baseline, yes. I get the Mastriani points for Kaylee's painting. Yeah, sure, sure. That's a good. That's a that good feels point. like a good prediction. That's a good <laughs> point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, unless there's some like, you know, kids. Yeah, I haven't like there. There might be movies <laughs> with like actual kids in them. I don't. Yeah. I don't know off the top of my head. Um. So yeah, Colin, big one, Coppola. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's always these ones where whoever's editing, good luck. There's a lot of silence. Sure, yeah, <laughs> sure. Right, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll speed up. Um, I think I'll go Matteo Garone. Sure. Okay, Pate- solid, Capitano. solid pick. Something Italian. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was very conscious of that when I was like, what do I want to have? Yeah. It's like, there's always going to be the Italian stuff in competition. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, he's just like, he's a guy. He's he's one of the boys for them, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, well, no, because he's been at Cannes a lot. Sure, he's been at Cannes. Sure, he yes. wasn't this year. Yes. yes. Like, is. His last movie, the Pinocchio strange. movie, or is there something since then? No, the 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 Pinocchio. His or no? No, this is uh, it's called uh, Io Capitano. No, no, his last movie. I oh, his last was, movie. Yes, I believe uh, that did was he make something. Pinocchio. He may have done something in between. I think it was. Something he might about, have. He works a lot. Um, yeah, he's definitely like. It, he, it is. He's the fallen movie. off the map it is? a little okay, bit, okay. but he directed okay, a couple but, of like, shorts. Definitely like. Yeah, when, like, the can speculation was heating up, there was definitely a, like, oh, this one might be a big deal. It's, like, going back to something, like, a little more grounded. Um, and, yeah, it certainly, yeah, th- this would, uh, seems likely to, like, win a major award. Some, you know, as likely as something can be. Yeah. And then we're going serpentine. So my next pick, yep. Bradley Cooper Maestro. Oh. That, was, that, was a, that was a big one. You know, I think it could happen. 
Yeah, Stars Born that was out of cop last time. Yeah, that it, it's interesting. I yeah, there's just it feels like there's a lot of uncertainty there. It certainly does feel like a high upside pick because there yeah, is right. yeah, like it certainly would make sense to be like, oh, that was actually a big hit, and like it, you know, it feels like in another year that, like, even the next year, they might have just been like, oh, yeah, let's just put that in competition. Uh, But there is, like, Venice went pretty poorly for Netflix last year. Sure. Uh, They had uh, Blonde, which I guess did end up managing to eke out an Oscar nomination. That's so crazy. uh, um, and then Bardo, which Bardo, also, which did also got the one, one, and then White Noise, uh, but then they ended up having to pivot to All Quiet on the Western Front as their uh, out. big contender. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, won three Oscars. <laughs> Crazy. That, I, if you say so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I don't, and there's there's other Netflix movies on this list, and I will be curious to see what their strategy looks like this year yeah yeah and i mean yeah that's one obviously like where the festivals will be fighting too probably where it'll be like sure probably you know but i mean we talked about this i think right on the last week segment last week yes um that uh or well a few weeks ago at this point um sure (laughs) right um about uh you know the, the the possibility of cooper like the the whole sort of uh, uh you know like poetry of going to lincoln center for the premiere and everything yes uh, and like honoring that sort of legacy in that way i suppose but also yeah and also that like there the buzz is you know not enough to be like oh it's going to be a disaster but like it's not positive buzz um at the moment mm-hmm. but yeah we'll see like certainly there it, there have been plenty of movies that like got messed around with uh after test screenings and then ended up being quite successful right and maybe it's testing poorly because it's too good maybe and that's also that's like that's like a good one like it, like it might win an acting thing or something like it like there's like a sure, lot of areas where it could compete uh yeah at the festival emilio Speaking on Netflix, I'm gonna take David Fincher's The Killer. Sure. Yep. Solid, solid pick. I'm surprised it got this far to me. Uh, I kind of wasn't looking at it really. Netflix. I mean, it is just another it, right. Like, it, it would be strange to me if that movie won. It would, you know, like it sounds. It would be like if the girl with the dragon tattoo had won. The Golden Lion is the. It'll be mode there. That it sounds like he's in. It will be there, and it's starry, so it could win an acting award. I'm taking the sure. easy point. I, I wouldn't even be like 100% it'll be there. Like, he seems no. to love New York Film Festival. Like, yeah. He might just be like, let's hold off for that. <laughs> and it's easier to see Netflix <laughs> oblige you, you than in some, recent you years. Sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, has uh, Fincher ever been child. at Venice before? I. Th- Emilio? Uh, 
<laughs> You're the expert. <laughs> I want to say Mank was somewhere. <laughs> nope. Mank played no film festival. Yeah, just came out on Netflix. Remember? <laughs> Netflix did not take a single movie to a film festival Famously. in 2020. Right, because they all. Um, I right. want to say Mank. <laughs> Fight Club. I mean, pl- not- Fight Club <laughs> played Venice. Did it now? Awesome. Great, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but it that does sound familiar. Uh, but yeah, because like our Zodiac played um, Can after in competition, but after its U.S. release. Sure. And yeah, like I don't think he's competed anywhere since then. Sure, but we'll see. Yeah, you know, was in. Huh. In mind for like a later pick for me, but in that, yeah, like if it is in competition, I don't think it would win the lion, but I could see like them giving him director, one of the actors winning something, but less likely Tilda because they haven't switched to lead supporting yet, but uh, so it would be Fastbender, but yeah, I, yeah, so I, yeah. uh, We've looped back, and I still have the other thing that was in my sort of mm-hmm. mm-hmm. top slots uh, on the board, and that is Lodge Lee's film, Les Indésirables. Yep. yep. Uh, I which was... I think, contrasting with uh, um, Miyazaki, I am like pretty confident that uh this one will be in competition it sounds like it only wasn't at can because he didn't quite finish in time uh his first film of course Les Miserables was in can won i believe the jury prize then was nominated for best international feature right. he also co-wrote athena which uh roman gavras won best director for at venice so he does now have that connection uh, and just feels like kind of a layup, like, you know, not, nothing's ever, like, guaranteed to win a prize, but, like, it feels like still when the lineup is announced, it'll be the most, like, oh, yeah, that's probably going to win something. Sure. Even if it's, like, maybe a little too, like, down the middle or obvious to end up winning the Golden Lion. I think that's a very strong pick. Andy? All right, I think, um, yeah, I, I'm sort of, I have two picks and I have three in my head that I'm like, which one of them is mo- the least likely for someone else to steal before it comes back around to me is sort of what I'm f- trying to figure mm. out right now. Uh, okay, I'm going to say, for my first take, I'm going to take um, the Alexander Payne, the holdovers. Sure, the holdovers. Very, yeah, um, that was something i was thinking yeah i was worried that you were about to take it that it was definitely it was i i am in the process of being like oh what am i gonna take next and that was certainly one that jumped out to me um you know uh it played uh not in officially part of the festival at tiff but just to sellers at tiff last year right and like it like Mm -hmm. inspired a bidding war i believe like it was like a very hot a hot package as they say um, not really a package because it was already made, but you know, that, yep. that sort of deal. Uh, and it feels like they are gonna give it a full go of it. Like it yes. has like a December release and stuff already. Right. And there's buzz for, uh, Giamatti and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you know, also he is a director with baggage, 
Uh, yes. And uh, a European <laughs> festival is always a good place to start off. Yep. We if might, you're, uh, uh, if you're a director. May or may not baggage. see more of those taken. I think yeah. we will probably see more of them somewhere in the festival. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I have also, like, I've seen people saying, like, oh, that feels so Telluride or that feels so sure. Tiffy. And, like, it will probably play in right. those places. But, like, Alexander Payne competes at festivals. Right. Because downsizing was, the in, was in competition. Right? Yeah, yeah, downsizing was yeah. in competition. The Descendants is the only one that I don't remember. But, like, Nebraska was in competition. It can. Uh, about Schmidt was maybe in competition. It can. It's like, I, I yeah. would be surprised if it's not at Venice, it's because, like, Telluride was like, we gotta have the Alexander Payne premiere, we're pulling out all the stops. Yeah. Yeah. Great. But, like, yeah, I don't know that he, he would necessarily even be amenable to that. And, like, also, I... There was a point at which it was looking very likely that it would be at Cannes. People were saying that it was uh, the American movie that Fromeau was most excited about and I would imagine that the reason that that didn't happen is that uh, Venice Venice, made a commitment so we'll see but yeah very solid pick and your your third pick and I'm gonna go for the Guadagnino Luca Guadagnino's challengers uh, as my next one uh, there's already a trailer out there for that one uh-huh uh, another festival favorite yeah he, he plays festivals a lot you know and it's got he's got young another Volpe cup uh, uh contender possibly um possibly or, or uh, Ma- the mastriani rather right I mean, that's, yeah that's what certainly I mean, right? one of them uh, oh, sure. um for the for the for the newcomers in in yeah, they'd all be like a slightly insulting sure. Mastriani uh, award, they, but they, they have gone there before. The They've gone to the vaguely insulting place before, right? Yes, so. certainly. Like you know, they did it for an actor in a Luca Guadagnino movie right. last year, yeah. um, as if none of them had seen Waves. That's right. Um, so, so yeah, so that's that's my next so pick. True. I think it's it's got a lot of the right elements to be uh, to make a big splash. In the canals of Venice. Mmm. Whoa. But not a bigger one. Yeah. No. Um, he's done that already. Been there, done that. Yes. Yeah. That had weirdly been falling down my draft board a bit yeah. just because I, I, you know, I, my kind of assumption was like, oh, this looks pretty stupid in genre, but so did Bones and All, and they put that in competition, but like, Pretty consistently, the uh, sort of speculation articles that we have gotten have been like, uh, challengers will be there, but will be out of competition, which like the first time I saw it, I was like, that seems weird. Why would they do that? They can fill one of their Italian slots with the thing with a big star. Uh, but the more I see it, the more I'm like, I don't know, maybe they just don't feel like doing it twice in a row, right, two sure. years in a row. All right. I can definitely I... see it, like, out of cop. I Yeah, right. I feel like, like it's a safe, right. bare minimum one point. Right. Sure, yeah. All right. I, I feel like I want a little more upside here. I'm trying to think what's, like, another... Uh, maybe I will just go back to the well of 
seems very likely to be in competition and by a director who has won an award at Venice. Uh, and that would be one that uh, maybe, well, I almost could save this. I don't know if anyone else is going to take it. I'll just, uh, you know what? I'm going to take uh, my first Italian film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will take Severio Costanzo's Finalmente La Alba. Uh, Who does describe what I just said of uh, a director who has been at Venice before and won awards uh, for his previous film, uh, which was Hungry Hearts, which won two Volpe Cups. So that would be a big uh, coup for uh, Adam Driver and Alba Rohrwacher. He has been busy in the TV world since then. He directed every episode of the Italian version of In Treatment, as well as the majority of the episodes of uh, My Brilliant Friend. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is back to film. That show's And this, of good. course, stars uh, Willem Dafoe, Lily James, and Rachel Sinat. And Joe Keery. Joe Keery, of course. I knew there was someone else. So, uh... You know, maybe there's a, if one of the, I, I think the leads are definitely James and Defoe, but maybe there's a Volpe, uh, a Mastroianni award in there. Sure. Uh, for, if there's a juicy support. We're all really digging for the Mastroianni award. Well, you know, there's not a lot of things <laughs> Once to say I get bumped up from one to two movies, points, Andy. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It was more important than the goal of yeah. the <laughs> Um. So, yeah. I, and also, like, you know, seems like something that people are just saying, like, yeah, this will just be one of the Italian movies. Like, the, the, there's others that, like, seem fairly strong, but this and Garoni are, like, the two strongest of the Italian movies yeah. that I feel confident about being in competition, even though it's maybe weird to feel that way about a movie with that cast. It is, um, uh, it's like a 50s period piece about Italian cinema. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Easy slam dunk yeah. could totally win something. Um, you know, I I can't remember if Willem Dafoe has a Volpe Cup or not. Certainly easy to imagine that happening. But you know, sometimes they go for the ingenue, so maybe Lily James as well. Sure. Alright. Melia. Pretty easy pick for me here. Wow. And I'm gonna take Pablo Lorraine's El Conde. Yeah. He's on my list, yep. Yeah, it has been for a while in my... Uh, yeah, I mean, his last two movies have been at Venice. Uh, so he's a Venice mainstay at this point. Uh, you know, it, it's about Pinochet, so it has some heft, though it seems like a very weird movie because it's also like a black and white vampire movie. Yes. But I don't think that'll keep it from being considered for certain things but i do think yeah at the and, very you know like ed lockman there. shot it he yeah. broke his hip shooting it um right and that's why he couldn't do, do uh, may december yeah yeah who did he get instead for may december blowfeld sure i mean awesome yeah <laughs> certainly <laughs> <laughs> but we love we love lockman yeah lockman's yeah. one of the goats uh and uh, yeah, this just seemed like a very easy pick for me. I figured I could hold on to take it like in the third or fourth round. I feel like we were sort of circling around it now, so I feel like yeah. If, if if it had made it another round or two, it's I certainly could have taken it. Yeah, yeah. 
it's probably in the like top it, it was probably in like the top three four five on my board at the moment not that i have them firmly ordered sure color um with my next pick i think i will go with frederick wiseman the family business mm-hmm. interesting um, yeah this is his kitchen documentary restaurant documentary yep mm-hmm. um which everyone is excited for and you know wiseman we talked yep. about it uh uh, on the previously mentioned uh, news segment uh, in our Asteroid City episode about uh, mm-hmm. what was going to be at Venice, maybe. And, um, yeah, I think it's just uh, uh, it, it, he's he's one of the guys that'll be there. He's one of the boys, as I like to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Will probably be there, even if it's not in competition. And if it is in competition and uh, they happen on, like, a slightly higher broad jury easy to see them wanting to give Wiseman a big award. Yeah. And, um... It's food season. So true. Everyone loves when the is menu. it not food season? Everyone loves the bear. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe it'll break out. Everyone, you know, it's... it's the, I don't know what a right. Frederick Wiseman breakout <laughs> would look like. I think that'd be really cool, though. Wouldn't, would you like to see how that worked? Wouldn't that be great? Sure. I mean, it certainly depends on how long it is. The puddle fall. Like, there's the, you know, there's the 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 two and a half hour long Frederick Wiseman movie. Sure, I can see the the type of breakout that might get. It's particularly hard to imagine what sort of breakout a four hour long movie might see. But I yeah. mean, you know, FX on Hulu sweeps in and picks it up and put, puts it out as a tie into the bear or whatever, like. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's the French remake of the Bear. That's right. <laughs> um, and then for my next pick, yeah, I'm torn. Yeah, between a lot of two, and there's one that I am I, I I would want to pick, but it could be just a they've already decided it's next year, um, mm-hmm. and it won't make it won't. Kind of remember if I threw any of those in there. Um, you did but tell us I'm there gonna... were decoys in this master list. Yeah, there's no like, there's no like hard decoys, but there's some like I'd be pretty surprised if they were sure. this were in competition. Um, but I think I'm gonna pick Bertrand Bonello's The Beast. Yes. Um. Well, they haven't decided that it's next year because, as we talked about last week. He said at a uh, Q&A in advance of Coma playing at uh, the Lightbox uh, a few weeks ago that uh, the Beast will definitely be at TIFF. But he didn't sure. say premiere, so... Um, that unclear. was not the pick that was uh, that I that might come out next year. I, I went with the alt. <laughs> oh, sure. Yes. Okay. Um, but the, yeah, you're so just naming piece. another yes, movie yes. that you're not picking. Yes. Sure. No, I I am picking the Beast. Yes. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Yes. Right. I, you had two picks. Great. Right. Okay. Um, Leia Sadu and George McKay, based on a Henry yep. James novella, the dynamic the Beast duo in the jungle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was uh, <laughs> just gonna maybe start uh, reading the the novella, but we got caught up in something else. Yes. Um, but it's like a f- sci-fi. Story unfolds yeah. over three periods, 1910, 2014, and 2044. 
Yes, which it's is not. It's, in there. Yeah, it's very loosely based on the novella because the that's not what the novella sure, is. Sure. I believe what the novella is is it's about a guy who uh, meets a woman and is like. I've never told anyone else this before, but I think something very important is going to happen to me, but I don't know what it is. And she's just like, yep, I believe you. That seems right. Yeah. Uh, George McKay pulling on his experience in the movie Wolf (laughs) to be in the movie The Beast. Sure. Yeah. You know, very excited for this. No idea whether or not it will play at Venice, but... yeah, we talk again. We talked about it last week. I'm sure. Amelia, back to me. Yep, I'm taking Ferrari. Uh-huh. Sure, someone was gonna do it. It wasn't gonna be me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at a certain point, I'm sure it would have been me. I would have probably taken it. Yeah, that's it. it. Might I win this by taking ten one to two point movies? Certainly a, a possibility. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes sometimes you just got to get on base, you know, Luisa Reyes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your money ball. Yeah. yeah. Luisa Reyes, he's still probably not going to win the MVP, even if he does hit 400. But he's an exciting guy. Um, just like me. An exciting guy. <laughs> uh, you know, people have been talking about it playing Venice for a while. Obviously, it's Ferrari. Yeah. It has the Italian connection. Yeah. Where it stands on I- being released and owned by a... <laughs> distributor a, a functioning that can act- distributor right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know i feel like that's even more reason to go to a festival for sure yeah, yeah talk to people who can figure it out you know yeah Pe- yeah awards people love driver always oh you could obviously see him winning some sort of volpe cup yep. though obviously he's won a volpe cup before and i don't know how disqualifying that is for people just- probably i doubt that most of the people on the jury usually know those things sure and, like, certainly there are people who have won multiple acting awards at the same festival. So, yeah. Yeah, Ferrari. Vroom, vroom. Yep. Solid, solid. You've also, of course, got the... I don't know if Man has premiered a movie at Venice, but he, they picked him as the jury president years ago. So, yeah. Seems like a solid, solid pick. Um, I... I'm going to try and hold on to my thing that I almost took for one more round and instead take the Michel Franco film Memory, uh, which is not his first movie in English because he did make a movie that's at least partially in English with Tim Roth called Sundown. Chronic that was at oh. Cannes in 2015, I want to say. Uh, but this is his first uh, American film, I believe, uh, Mexican filmmaker uh, who has won a number of awards at both Cannes and Venice. I think it's another movie that, like, the fact that it wasn't in Cannes just has me assuming it will be at Venice uh, and starring Jessica Chastain and Peter Sarsgaard. Yes. Where did uh, we, when did we talk about this? I'm sure it's just kind. Of, you know, I might have mentioned it when it was announced it was happening. It was, I might have brought it, it up it, it in a can in episode our, in our uh, our can bracket, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I put it on there. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because it is like he just you know like his last movie, Sundown, uh, with also with Tim Roth. 
Yeah, oh, right, because he's in that too. I think, yeah, have both of his last movies been at uh, Venice then? Because I know uh, New, Order, New Order, I feel yes. like, won something big in 2020. That was 2020. Um, and then, yeah, Sundown maybe didn't win anything, but yeah, he's definitely someone who has won big yeah. awards at festivals. Uh, and who, you know, even if the, uh, there, there is a jury that's a little less friendly to Hollywood, easy to see them giving it something. Yeah. Jessica Chastain, Peter Sarsgaard, Mayor Weaver, Josh Charles, Elsie Fisher, right. Jessica Harper, rumored to revolve around a New York City staycation. Right, they've been pretty <laughs> secretive about it. But yeah, like, they have, uh, it's a, it's a fun cast, he... You know, I have not seen any of his movies. He is not something, someone who seems to generate a lot of excitement from uh, sure. most film critics I read, which is why I've seen none of his movies. But, you know, does uh, generates more excitement among film festival juries generally. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I think he will be there. Yep. All right. Uh, next up, I am going to take, uh, my bet paid off, and the one that I was like, ah, oh, this one will probably stick around if I give it another round, is still there. I'm going to take, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos' Poor Things. Uh, sure. Heavily, yeah. heavily, like, already rumored to, like, be there, right? It's, yeah, like, very... it'd be surprising if it right. weren't. Um, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're marketing it already. It is coming out, uh, early, so, like, it doesn't have a ton of festival options before it comes out. Um, yeah, and, you know, they love, you know, they, they would love to have Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo at the, at that festival. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, uh, that's my next pick. Any kind I of- heard that they, this may be hypocritical, but they're upping security, uh, so Harry Styles doesn't spit on anyone else. <laughs> what? Why is this? he gonna be back at the festival? This is just what I've heard. What does that have to do uh, with... Just they just don't want it to why, why are you saying this now? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> We're talking about Venice. <laughs> sure. Okay. But, like, Harry Styles is not in poor things, right? Like, I don't... No. Yeah. <laughs> I just am letting you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm very confused. Uh, all right. And then my next pick... I will uh, take uh, the Andrew Hay, uh, Strangers, um, uh, which, uh, you know, he he hasn't made a movie in a while. His last movie was yeah. Lean on Pete in 2017. He made... Which was in competition at Venice. Right, yeah. Well, he made a TV show. He made right? an AMC big... Plus series, yes. Uh, Dark The North Water. The North Water with uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, and was the was there also a looking movie? There, there was, was a looking, looking movie, movie, but that was before. That was that was, that was before. They they okay. did two seasons of looking, and then when they canceled it, they immediately made the movie. Okay. Um. Uh. So yeah, I mean, I have not. I've weirdly not seen Weekend, but I I uh like I love Weekend is the one of his I like. Yeah, I love Forty Five Years. Um, I I liked Lean on Pete. Um, and I did watch all of Looking. Uh, not sure how I feel about it. Um, uh, it's been a while. Uh, it was, you know, 
people there's a re- I guess there is a reason people aren't going back to it the way they're going back to girls, which was its a uh, time time slot companion. Uh, but uh, you know, this new movie it's got got Paul Paul Mescal, Anders Scott, Claire Foy, Jamie Bell. You know, all people who again I'm sure they would love to have uh, at Venice. Uh, um, yeah, I think it'll I think it'll. Uh, I'm I you know I um I'm I'm curious what the release is going to look like for this one. Yes, I I don't think we've talked about this movie. Do you all know what the premise of this movie is? I looked it up on vaguely, Wikipedia. but remind me. Yeah, so I believe the so I believe what the movie is is Andrew Scott is the lead and he is a writer. Yeah. And uh I think Paul Mescal is his love interest, but then Claire Foy and Jamie, Jamie Bell. Bell are playing his deceased parents whom younger versions of move in next door to him. Yeah. Yeah. Is I believe what it is. Sounds cool. Yeah. I yeah. I, as I said, Weekend's the one I like. Lean on Pete's fine. 45 years did nothing for me. Uh but this sounds cool and I'm interested even though it's uh, you know, wasn't as high on my board only because I was just like, I don't know uh, right. how uh, Venice will be feeling about him and how how hard people will be fighting to get the premiere of this movie. But yeah, I'm certainly yeah. interested. There was a rumor earlier this year that search it's Searchlight and there was a rumor they were just going to like throw it on Hulu earlier this year. But that didn't happen. Sure. Which is good, probably. Yeah. All right. Uh, and that brings it back to me, right? It sure does. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will select... Uh, now I will just go ahead and take, even though I don't know how on anyone's radar this is, uh, kind of the last movie where I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel good about this being in competition and also one that could win something. Uh, another French movie... Uh, Xavier Legrand's Les Successieux, uh, sure. his uh, previous movie, which I think is also was also his first film, uh, Custody, won Best Director in like 2018, 19, thereabouts. Uh, he's also acted, I don't know much about this movie, but it kind of is just like, there's always a lot of French movies, this seems likely to be one of them, he won an award there. Uh, it's like, uh, I, I think it's just like a sort of French family drama kind of thing, like Custody was. Uh, so I, I feel good about, I, I, it's another one where I'm just like, I feel good about a point, uh, about a couple of points and feel like there's a solid chance I get some more. So it gets hairier from here on out, I think. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting tight for sure. Yeah. We're halfway through. Is that where we're at? Almost, Almost. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now we're in a tough place. Yep. Yep. We all agree. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just am in a position where I'm like, I can't keep picking American things because sure it, 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 I mean, it just runs. Constantly. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Guess what my strategy? It, it, it runs... I mean, it just keeps throwing more things into my lap. Is what it yeah. does. <laughs> I mean, really... Like it runs like my strategy is just picking up a bunch of movies that I think for sure will be there. 
Sure. Yeah. And the more American, you're just like eventually that you're yeah. cannibalizing each other. Yes. Yeah. Like as many as you can like think like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense to be at Venice. At a certain point, they're gonna, it's around like halfway where they're like, we got to stop putting more movies right. in English in competition. Yeah. Stop it, stop it, stop. You know what? Hong Sang Su. Sure. Card. Sure. He's not he's really never been at Venice. He's been, yeah. he's been exactly. He's been, That's he's been in 2014. Almost one I, of the decoys. He was where? I think he was at Venice in 2014. 2014? And I think there was okay. maybe another year where he was there. I did slightly look it up because I was like, he doesn't seem sure. like a Venice guy, but I'm sure. He's not. Yeah. But I'm sure. I he mean, he's yeah. got such a strong relationship with Lim in New York right now. That... Right. And also, like, it wouldn't be unusual for him to have a third movie, but it's at the point where we, like, just stop assuming that there will definitely be another movie. Yeah. yeah. But at this point... I mean, I, res- I, I'm just I, like, I, I respect it, for sure. I'm just like, Hong Sang Soo will make something. It'll be somewhere. Would I pick Venice as the <laughs> likeliest place for it to be rather than Tiff or New York? Or yeah. Locarno. Or Locarno. Locarno... <laughs> 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 I mean, I would take Venice over Locarno. <laughs> I don't know that he's been at Locarno since yeah. uh, Chatrian left. That's true. Yeah, sure. And he's got the Berlin relationship as well. Yeah. So I'm just going to take um, that. Sure. Yeah. Um, I guess we didn't say they're, they're two... Uh, most, uh, I, I did put together a list that was not a you can only take movies from this list, but just like a here's a bunch of options. Yes, yeah. Uh, and almost all of them are a specific movie, and the two wild cards I left are, if there's a Hong Sang Soo movie, we have no idea what well, it will be titled. And then the other one I threw in... Uh, oh, the movie's is, not called uh, Wild Card, I see. <laughs> no, the movie's not Wild Card, because there's another thing, another director who's listed, and then the title uh, is Wild Card, which is Wang Bing, who, uh, when... Uh, youth was announced for can competition it has the spring subtitle and i think there is talk that there are two other parts to youth because i did i think youth was like a project people knew about that was going to be like 10 hours and what premiered at can was three and a half so yeah. there is more and there have been certain you know it could do the like three colors uh ulrich seidel paradise thing but I don't know how much, you know, remain, we, we will see if anyone wants to take it, because I don't know how much we can depend on uh, Venice actually be it, being interested in participating in yeah. that. And we should say, so this year so far, Hong had In Water at Berlin and In Our Day in Director's Fortnite. Yes. Uh, but the, he's, I believe he's already said he's working on one thing, and also recently... Uh, it came out that he and Isabel Huppert are reuniting yes, for another thing. Time. So there's at least two. I mean, he obviously works yeah. so so much, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. As yeah. I said, I would not be surprised if there were another movie this sure, year. Yes. But I am no longer treating it as a foregone conclusion, yes, yes. as I probably would have after In Water. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I think I am going to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, DK and Hugh Welchman's The Peasants. Mm-hmm. Solid um, pick. These are the people who made Loving Vi- Loving Vincent. 
Yes. Um, so it's another adult animated <laughs> film. Yeah. Paintings is their yes. thing. Right. They paint movies. Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie has, um, you know, been in production like since Loving Vincent came. Sure. Yes. Takes a minute. And, um, yeah. I believe. But yeah, the buzz is that it is done. This is, uh, certainly not a decoy, uh, and feels like. I I have heard some like oh yeah this might be in, they they might be in competition at Venice this time I can't remember if Loving Vincent premiered at Venice or TIFF but yeah yeah it was just yeah it it, it sort of popped on my uh, my radar um uh it's a, an adaptation of a novel about a early twentieth century Polish peasant woman who creates havoc by marrying an older rich man. Um, but yeah, it just felt like a, a sure. safe bet. Um, and then for my next one, I could return to my sort of my guess, or I can maybe. I think I'll take Jeff Nichols' bike riders. Yeah, yeah, that was that was also. I was just thinking, oh, maybe I take that next round. No yeah. longer. We talked about it. We thought it would be at Can maybe because he's got such yeah. a strong relationship with them, but. Um, it's the new Jeff Nichols, Austin Butler's in it. Uh, uh, who else is in this cast? Hardy's in it. Uh, yes. Jodie Comer. Right, Jodie Comer. Um, and I, I know they're like showing it already, so I think they're ready yeah. for that one to come yep. out. Yeah, and again, like, certainly because he has been at Cannes is ahead of, like, other... Uh, American or English direct yeah. language directors who have not competed at Venice before, and it's not only can I think Midnight Special was it Berlin? That's possible. Yes, I, I believe that so. one did come out early yeah. in the year. I know. Yes. Back to uh, you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I I don't think I have anything else to say. Once again, <laughs> looking at these lists, trying to think of stuff. I'll go Togetherness 99 by Lucas Luison. <laughs> mm-hmm. We thought it would be, a lot of us predicted to be, for it to be at Cannes. It wasn't at Cannes. I certainly had it on the list as a possibility. Yeah. So it just feels natural that it would trickle down here. Yeah. It's very natural. I, I am also like, I don't know how, uh, what the the zeitgeist is feeling about Lucas Luison. I don't know how they'll feel about having a sequel but yeah certainly you know he's a big international auteur I hmm, I will take yeah I guess I'll just go ahead and take Adam Agoyan's film Seven Veils, mm-hmm. uh, which did it shot this year, I think, but early, uh, and I think he, you know, he usually works on a smallish budget. Uh, it stars Amanda Seyfried, who he's worked with before, uh, and he's just like continued to mostly be in Venice competition with a sort of run of like movies that no one really cares about. Uh, so it 
it's maybe he he maybe took a little break, but it makes sense that they would have him back. And if it's a little bit of a comeback, even you can see how a jury might want to give the movie something, even if it's very hard to see it being like a big lion contender. Yeah. There's obviously the TIFF connection with Egoyan. Yeah, because he's um, Canada, but but yeah, mostly hasn't stopped his movies from being in competition <laughs> at Venice or Cannes. All right. Uh, two picks from Andy coming right up. Uh, first off, <laughs> let's say... Are you working at a diner? Yeah, I have to say... <laughs> <laughs> I need fries, flapjacks down. <laughs> no peppers. Repeat, no peppers. Um, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> we need a speed up for sure. I'm trying, all right? If I'm going to get guff for my Harry Styles spitting on someone joke, <laughs> and you're allowed to say that about peppers, how fucked is our society? <laughs> Not very. Um, Would you believe that before whoa. you said that, I was about to just repeat the Harry Styles joke <laughs> verbatim? <laughs> I would have laughed, because frankly... Yeah, yeah. Certainly, I believe that. Um, uh, uh, J.A. Bayona, uh, Society of the Snow. Uh, I, I think this is a solid take. It's a Netflix movie. It's, it's a Netflix it's, movie. It's him making another movie in Spanish. Right, yep. which so he's like been in blockbuster land for a while. Yep. He made the second Jurassic Scary World movie, stories. and he directed like a bunch of the Lord of the Rings series on Amazon or whatever. Like he was like, a monster calls, um, right? Uh, but you know, Netflix is like probably gonna want to like it. It feels like a it's like a big production. Uh, it's been uh, it's they shot it over a year ago, and like they've been in post for a while. I think. Uh, they have like it's like a big effectsy movie, I think. So it's like a big ambitious. Giacchino's doing the score. Um, mm. It's got a lot of interesting elements combined, uh, which makes me think like, yeah, Netflix will probably try to push this for some stuff. Um, yeah, and so that's, I you know. totally yeah. The moment I saw someone like during like a conversation about just like what are the things Netflix has, and someone brought this up, I was like, oh yeah, I can see the path for that being what ends up being one of their bigger Venice submissions. Right. It's like a real-life story about a flight disaster. Um, yeah. Is it a soccer team? Uh, on the flight? No. no. I don't think that this, 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 it's obviously the famous soccer right. thing. The, right. It's like Alive? Is that the movie that's got made based on it? I don't know. Um, uh, maybe it is. Yeah. Because it might be. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll hear more about this movie maybe. at a later date. All right. Um, and then uh, another pick from me. I will say uh, uh, The Emerald Fennel, uh, Saltburn. Uh, it, I mean, it. you know, it's one that I think people are going to push, like that the people behind it are like, I've heard it mentioned as in like awardsy conversations and stuff. Who's already. putting it out? Um, who is putting it out? That's a good Isn't question. It Amazon, right? I think Maybe. it is an Amazon movie. Yeah, uh, which I don't know what they're. That's kind of the thing that gives me the right. most pause. Like, I agree that like I could see this kind of being like buzzy and hot buttony, and them being like, "Oh, we can get this into Venice competition, yeah. whatever." Start the discourse off, right? 
and maybe in a slightly uh, more uh, charitable uh, location to discourse. But yeah, Amazon's what makes me more of you. It's Amazon MDM, who are the people who put out Bones and all, which was that competition. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, right. It just, like, that seems like they want it to be a big fall movie. So, you know, it makes sense for them to try to have it at Venice. Probably not in competition, I would guess. But, uh, you know. Probably not, but who knows? Especially because, like, I think, like, as we've been going through this, but also as I've been looking stuff, it is, like, uh, Can this year did better than they have recently uh, at having female directors in competition. And there are less, like, obvious uh, for Venice, like, beyond, like, Coppola and, like... There's sure. a few other. Yeah, uh, I hadn't thought about that angle. Picked, but, but yeah, that, that is yeah. All right, that brings it back to me. I will take. You know what? I'll, I'll just go ahead and I put this movie on the can bracket, and my memory of you all listening to it is that you kind of like low-key scoffed at it at least at how high i had put it and like i get it like it would be very strange for radu jude to win the golden lion but also like it was very strange for bad luck banging or loony porn to win the golden bear even at a festival that is much more open to like strange stuff which just makes me be like uh, he's got some kind of juice. Maybe this movie, do not expect too much from the end of the world, is just waiting for Berlin again next year. But I don't know. There, there's not a lot of people left who I'm like, I can see some solid upside here. Uh, so I'll go ahead and take the upside where I can get it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I guess the other thing is he won that golden bear under very weird circumstances due to the makeup of that jerry sure which i think sure. is more my thing but i think it's a solid Maybe. pick and certainly at this point in a draft it's a solid yeah pick, exactly i wasn't gonna take him when there were people who i feel more confident about actually being in competition but i'm like if he is i can see the world where he keeps the momentum going Amelia. Right now I'm asking myself how much do I want to win? <laughs> <laughs> That's a factor? <laughs> you you what, you just don't, don't want to pick a movie that you think is going to be bad or something but, but you but you think it'll help you with I mean, like the quality of the movie is, is less than oh, sure. I think sure. I know what you're talking about. about. Oh, I see. I see. Yes. I guess we're going to tweet a poll with my name attached to this, so I'm not going to I'm not gonna pick. Yeah, the, I'm not. Are we? <laughs> I mean, we didn't say. I know no, what you're we have another, of, and yeah. I'm not gonna do yeah. it. Well, so I mean, we'll tweet a picture so people will know the end to make this decision. One. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll go with something else that isn't. Blank. Gear. What are you on? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was one of those. <laughs> to put the yeah. finger on. Uh, one of those people. About. I mean, look, not willing to be in competition. One of them. Famously, can, has been recently. Yeah, the, and... the, the Polanski is of 
certainly something that's crossed yes. my mind. It's, yes. Yeah. That, he, yeah. that, he, is, that is more the one yeah. I considered. The, the, His last yes. movie was thought? in competition, won the Grand Jury Prize, and it was only four years ago, and the only, like, thing that has happened in the cultural conversation about Roman Polanski since then is him winning a Cesar for that movie. So, But I feel like Venice is maybe more concerned with their image in that regard than Kane I don't, is. I think less. There, than there's, less, there's, a, think? there's a lot of, like, weird Italian, just like, we're, sure, we're kind I of mean, Italians, yes. But they, it, it wasn't Can that put him in competition last Well, no, I, I don't, but I'm saying even since then, like, oh, how much... Oh, no, I, yeah, I, I think, yeah. My thing is I more think, like... I don't think Chazelle would do it. Is the thing I forgot. I totally That's forgot. Right. They denounced him already. Yeah. He's yes. That he's is sure. that has been a That's factor right. in my. I have, like, yes, if it was, I wouldn't think about that at all. If it was a all. European director uh, who would be pr- his president, I would have taken it a little more strongly. But with Chazelle, I'm like, he has his he has his reputation to protect there. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it. I think the re, you know, I'm not going to take it. The arguing in favor would just be like, I think it probably will be in competition because they seem to have no qualms about doing that. Right. And like, yeah. certainly, there's a world where like I think Chazelle can uh, come off perfectly fine saying like, I don't know, every not with it winning the lion, but with it just being like, I don't know, everyone felt strongly about it, and I felt like I had to be a magnanimous. So you're saying uh, the president right. and let them give I, it something. I, I actually believe that Chazelle would do it. <laughs> That's the other thing is I, I also I there's a world where he's like being focused on his image and won't do it, and also a world where he's like, yeah, he's Roman Polanski, he's a legend. Yeah, of course, he loves Chinatown. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but Amelia, your pick. My pick will <laughs> instead be. Or really, I, I I really wanted to get the fennel of like a late, sure. <laughs> Sorry, like a late pick. Speaking of Giselle, Linus Sandgren. Yeah, that's the Linus Sandgren mm. movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll give him an award. It's a big maybe. Uh, yeah. Saying. You know what? Let's go with the sunglasses man himself, Jr. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right. This what was, what, was it on a call or in the chat recently, where where Jesse was like, "I have terrible news" or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Jr. has a new movie coming out. Uh, <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to say you lost the sunglasses. <laughs> no. What do you think's behind this? As the far as I know, they're still. I'm sure on his he has face. multiple pairs of sunglasses. <laughs> Yeah. How often do you think he does the thing where he's like, "Oh, where are my glasses? Oh, they're on my face." Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Is this a doc or a feature or a, a narrative? Do so know I don't anything? know much about yeah. it. The name I have written down is Tehachapi, which is the name I was had seen. Uh, but when you Google J.R. Tehachapi, it was like a photography installation, I believe, about a prison. Mm. Uh, that was, like, premiered in a gallery a few years ago. So I assume that means that he made a film version of that uh, installation or photography exhibit or whatever it was, sure. uh, which would mean documentary. But who knows? Uh, I mostly am just like, I heard JR is back with another, his first uh, solo directorial feature. And uh, felt like he needed to go on the list. And he'll be there. 
<laughs> he'll be at Venice no matter what, right? Whether or not he has a movie there, right? He'll just be. Uh, who can say? All right, Colin. Colin. Um, we're getting really down to it. <laughs> we're close. I yeah. think I'm gonna take a sort of a wild card and go with Alonso Ruiz Palacios' The Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie about a New York or a La Cochina, I think it's also called uh, a New York yeah. kitchen starring Rooney Mara. Feels yep. like Venice Bay. Yeah, I've just kind of been wondering where this movie we'll is because I think yeah. the festival he has the strong Ruiz Palacios has the strongest relationship with is Berlin, uh, but it is like he's a. Uh, a guy who has had movies in competition at these festivals and uh, working with stars kind of can interact with being that in different ways because it is his first movie. I, I feel like it is in both English and Spanish, but his first movie with an English language yes, star. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. He, I want to say he's worked with Gael Garcia Bernal before. Uh, but yeah, yes. So, yeah, and uh, uh, the uh, in the 2018 museum, which was at Berlin, <laughs> yes, um, and it won best screenplay. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, he he also had a movie in that 2020 Berlin co- weird Berlin competition. Yes, um, a cop movie, uh, which was I think like a documentary hybrid thing. Yes, it's on. It's a Netflix movie, I believe. Um, and then my next pick, yeah. I think. This oh, and I guess tough. that also has a, a famous person because uh, Tenel Cuerta is in that. Sure. Hmm. And. If Sorry, I pick... no, he is in his first movie. Sorry to interrupt you again. No, please. Uh, whereas, I've, I'm not, which was also yes. at Berlin. Um, wrong thing. I'm looking at a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta start getting ready for my next pick. I've got some fun ones coming up. <laughs> I have my next book. I've got my off list ones to write. I've got I've got a few that I've I've, <laughs> I've thought of while we were doing this. I'm like, oh. I'm gonna take Giorgio Doridi's Lubo. Yeah, that was. Uh, I was starting to think like I should take another Italian movie, and that was certainly what it might have been. Um. It's got Franz Rogowski in it. Yes. It's it's called Lubo. Yes. Uh wonder how many strings Lubo has. Two. <laughs> sure. Um Lubo loses his family at the hands of an organization based on the principles of eugenics. Mm. His revenge will have unexpected implications, reconsidering the blurred lines between good and evil. Lubo. Lubo, yeah, uh, yeah. The the thing holding me back a little is that his Dirty's last movie was at Berlin, also in that weird twenty twenty year, uh, and then his movie before that premiered at Sundance, which is interesting. But yeah, I don't know. I've certainly seen his name around. Uh, yep, Emilio. This is a bad pick. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. It's the bad pick time. I, I'm pretty confident. Okay, 
I'm happy for you. I'm gonna take Sam Esmail's Leave the World Behind. Wow! <laughs> First off list pick. Breaking the seal. I maybe want to save that for my final pick. <laughs> <laughs> sort of not in any danger of it being taken. Sure. <laughs> I'm not, nothing I would uh, say you now know, is. Andy sure. has said that he's got off list. It, that, yeah, th- that one, not on my radar. <laughs> <laughs> Famously in the Netflix Save the Date Sizzle Reel. Yeah, I was looking at Netflix stuff. I was just right. trying to think. I have one of those, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> Julia Roberts, Mahershala Ali, Ethan Hawke. Sure, you want the stars to come out? Yeah. Now, does this have the Toronto Film Festival? There's a yeah. Or no film you know. festival. <laughs> I mean, you know, better than getting zero points. <laughs> I could have picked nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could have passed. <laughs> yeah, I guess we haven't talked about if you're allowed to pass. I mean, why? <laughs> Are we going to start doing trades also? <laughs> God, we don't need to make this more elaborate than it is. Uh, you know that stars in it. What can you really say about it? Yeah, sure, sure. So, I sure. mean, right? It's his first feature, right? No, or no. Um, yes, no. He made a movie before he made Mr. Robot. Okay, I forget sure. what it's called. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, he and he, his relationship with Julia Roberts is really interesting to me because they seem to really like each other. He is, yeah, they worked on Homecoming. They worked on together. Homecoming. He produced also. Um, uh, Gaslit the, the, is that Gaslit. what it's called? Yeah, the the stars show that she was the star of. So they really seem to have hit it off uh, yeah. and uh, uh, like each other a lot, which is interesting to me. Yeah, he directed Comet, a 2014 American romantic comedy drama starring Emmy Rossum and Justin sure. Long. <laughs> sure. So that's where he met his mm-hmm. wife. That's right. It had its world premiere at the L.A. Film Festival. Love it. But um, yeah, yeah. But you like you like Mr. Robot, Emilio, right? That's maybe part of the motivation for this. Or? I liked Mr. Robot when I was watching it. I've never seen the third season. The fourth or third? Or fourth, fourth, fourth. I've not seen the fourth season of Mr. Right. Robot. Whichever I liked is Homecoming, great. the first season, all right. Yeah, I don't think this movie will be good. Sure, <laughs> but I do think it could be a Venice. Sure, which is the only condition that it needs to meet for me right now all right there was a uh sorry this is a very uh, okay. uh, useless interruption but there was a great joke on uh when andy saber hosted the golden globes uh, or maybe it was the emmys the year um homecoming was nominated or whatever um he, like, famously went on Seth Meyers <laughs> and was talking about the jokes that he reject that uh, didn't make the cut. And there was a great one about Homecoming that was, uh, Amazon ho- uh, show Homecoming was adapted from a podcast would be a good sense to say uh, to someone who just woke up from a coma. <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh-huh. Glad we All got right. that in there. <laughs> no, yeah. We definitely need to stretch things I... out at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we need uh, more. Yeah. I had kind of, as I said, was starting to think like, ah, oh, there's, there's more Italian people on the board. Maybe I take one of them. Yeah. And I, I probably will do that before the draft is over. Uh, but I, I'm gonna go in the other direction. I feel like before I maybe settle into some like 
try and scrounge up a few points in the final rounds. I want a little bit of upside. And I feel like at this point, there's really only one place to go for that. And even though it is a movie that I think is, at this point, pretty unlikely to come out this year, I will select Terrence Malick's Mm. The Way of the Wind. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh... Every year we say maybe we'll get it. <laughs> Literally every we year don't. we've done this podcast. And, it has yep, been like every year we've done year. this podcast. <laughs> Certainly we have gotten to the point in the year where I'm like, oh, I guess next year. Yeah. But could always happen. <laughs> and if it does, uh, you know, he could win big. Sure. Mm. All right. Uh, two more pictures. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, I will say. Um, okay, I'll make. All right, one more, one more on the list. Pick, uh, <laughs> and then perhaps one off. Um, let's say, let's say uh, Ridley Scott, Napoleon. Um, sure. You know, I'm not sure what Apple's doing. They've got two big ones, obviously, this year. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, so. there definitely has been a lot of, like, Venice wants this movie. There's not a lot of things that, as we've said, that are, like, sort of a big director, a big star. I doubt it will be in competition, but I think it is moderately likely that it will play at Venice, sure. which is... right. Would, uh, more than you can ask for at this point in the draft, right? For the um, give it the uh, the last dual treatment, right? Yep. Um, uh, yep. yeah, where it gets an underwhelming response there, and then comes out, and no one sees it, but people like it. Yep. Um, but they put out the trailer with the letterbox quote in it. Great. <laughs> um, and then uh, okay, I'm just gonna do it just because, like, I, maybe I want to. I don't know. It's if if this is gonna do anything, it probably would be Tiff, and like I don't know what its status is, but I'll say Mariel Heller Night Bitch. Why not? Um, sure. It like who knows? It's it's my most anticipated movie of the year. I think. Yeah. Um, certainly, like we're not. I haven't gotten an update on what the release strategy is with that uh, in a minute. Uh, I feel like I heard recently that they are no longer definitely taking straight it to streaming to Hulu sure. and are probably going to put it out put it at a festival in the fall and then make the decision and it does you know it seems like tiff would be the move if they're doing that probably yes but you know who knows amy adams you know people feel good about her often um yeah that i'll 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 take mariel heller you know what i kept almost putting this movie on the list and then was like if andy wants to take night bitch he'll just sure yeah yeah, that's and i was right you you nailed it (laughs) you know me so well and i'm and i'm glad to be your friend (laughs) (laughs) all right uh and now i have to make another pick uh i originally had this as uh eight rounds and then came up with so many people that i was like nah let's take it to 10 so that we can get down to this bottom part of the list uh-huh um and now that's what's happening uh i will i mean i feel like the play is probably a fun one and a boring one but i guess the question is what order sure you know what i'll split the difference Ooh. uh 
and take uh, a, a movie from a director who has at least played at Venice before. Uh, but this one, now he's got some big stars. Uh, his first movie, Apples, was in uh, Orizonte a few years ago. Uh, Christos Niku, who uh, had worked with Yorgos Lanthimos, uh, has made a movie called Fingernails with uh, Jesse Buckley and Riz Ahmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll just hope that he gets that upgrade into competition. You know, a- Apple's like had U.S. distribution and I think took a little while because it was uh, 2020 was the year it was at venice so i don't think it ended up coming out until last year but i feel like it like played in some theaters um so yeah i don't know there there's some buzz around christos niku uh ad is what he did uh both for lanthimos and then also on before midnight sure they're in greece fingernails emilio Jeremy Allen White also in oh, fingernails sure. and uh, and Luke Army Wilson himself right Luke Wilson yeah this could, you know could be fun I didn't see apples I'm uh, yeah I'm taking a haunting in Venice ah <laughs> you know what that's one that if I had thought about it I would have put that's on right. the list because people are saying that it's going to be out of competition that makes yeah. sense that would track yep get Michelle Yeoh yep. out there for sure. Um, yeah. How often do they get to put a movie with Venice in the title? That's true. In yep. there? It'll be right. They'll do an experiential screening where it's the theater's all spooky. <laughs> <laughs> you think Kenneth Branagh will have his mustache there? You better. Sure, just, he'll have. But just him. like in a box, he'll just like carry yeah. the like the 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 prosthetic. You, you don't think, think he grows it out every time he does one of those? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Ye of little faith. It could be extensions. Sure. <laughs> mustache sure. weave? <laughs> yeah. That'd be crazy. I'm just, um, I would like to be able to take that thing off at the end of the day, I think, if, I, if I'm if i him. Sure. Especially, uh, hey, buddy, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm him. <laughs> With my next pick, I'm taking Quentin Depew. <laughs> Dolly! <laughs> Sure. That's real. No, that's no. It was not. That was my off the pick, off the list pick. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's got a new movie. He makes a lot of yep. movies. <laughs> yep. And it's about Salvador Dali. Yep. Never been in competition. I don't at any festival, or you know, not at any festival, but but it was any this, of it was the three major pick. ones. I don't yeah, think that's fine. And then uh, for my boring pick. I think I'm gonna go Kitty Green Royal Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, another social thriller uh, in the Australian outback with Julia Garner, Jessica Henwick, and Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Yep. Sure. Yeah. It's, Kitty Green um, made the assistant, which I love. Yeah, great movie. Yep. Um, yeah. And she's doing another movie, Neon. Yeah, people uh, were kind of, yeah, people were kind of buzzing about that maybe being in like uncertain regard or director's Fortnite, uh, which is why I put it on this list when there's like plenty of other like movie with English language movie that 
doesn't have any particular connection to Venice that I didn't put on. Uh, but yeah, that I it's maybe also like got some genre e elements because I feel like I saw someone suggested as a Midnight Madness premiere at TIFF. I don't know if they were just like talking out of their ass or if there's something to that. I guess the uh, the storyline on IMDb is follows two friends who resort to a working holiday at the Royal Hotel which is notorious for cycling through young female employees constantly. They end up subjected to mind games and manipulation trapped in the middle of nowhere. So I guess you can see how there is the genre-y version of that, though I don't know that I would assume that is what the Kitty Green movie yeah. is. All right. Amelia, your final pick? My final pick... <sighs> I am going to take The Book of Clarence, which is a movie by James Samuel, director of The Harder Day Fall. Uh, Seems buzzy, has some people in it, Omar Sy, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Benedict Cumberbatch. Seems like the sort of thing that could be there. That'll be my last pick. Is, Is that on the list? I, I don't genuinely think, don't. I don't know. think so. Okay, I, I, I think I maybe I went, thought about it and then forgot. Then yeah, I went off menu for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I think certainly uh, belongs on the list as much as some of the things that are. <laughs> um. All right, I will just take another Italian movie that I know truly nothing about except for the title and that it showed up in some Italian magazine that was saying what they thought the Italian movies in competition would be. Right. Uh, and that is uh, Pietro Castellito's movie Enea. Sure. Uh, he has acted some, had a movie that premiered somewhere a couple years ago where did his first movie premiere uh his father's also a uh actor and director of somewhat more note i think uh sergio castellito i think has uh made some like movies with famous people in them uh and also was the uh the star of the aforementioned Italian version of In Treatment. Yep. Uh, but yeah, his uh, his son Pietro's first movie, I almost have where it premiered up. Uh, it was at Venice in 2020. So that's, I would assume, in Orizonte. So that's uh, that's something. That makes some sense. All right. Time for the last pick. Take us out, Of Andy. the whole thing. Take us home. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've got a few things I'm thinking about. Uh, you know, I'm uh, gonna... While you're thinking, I will. I can actually say that yeah. uh, when I added it to the list, Anea was not on IMDb uh, because I had to ask the person who had posted the screenshot from the uh, newspaper uh, what the movie that he directed is. Uh, but now it is on IMDb and listed as being in post-production, uh, co-starring him and an actress named Benedetta Porcaroli. Yeah. Um, 
So my one, th- uh, you know, I can really talk it out now because no one else has any other picks. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, thinking about, you know, Dune 2 surprise finished and shows up there, a possibility, long shot, sure. certainly. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, almost no shot for being in competition given that right. the first wasn't. Yeah. Um, Not that that's what we're necessarily sure. looking for at yeah. this point. Um, uh, the, the 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 name that was on the long list that sort of like I still sort of have in my maybe pile that I have not yet been able to get myself to to just to just pick is the Sean Durkin. Uh, thinking about that as a possibility. Yeah, so it doesn't like, really feel. No, I know. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like if yeah, that if feels you... pretty tiffy. Yeah, yeah. It's even tiffy though even, even though Martha Marcy May Marlene was in Uncertain Regard after Sundance, I would have maybe been less surprised if it were it can. But that's more because like the can sidebars kind of could have provided it the platform that you would think a twenty four would want, whereas. Uh, Venice, it feels like for A24, it would more likely be competition or bust. Sure. Um, the other off-list uh, Netflix movie I was considering is, of course, David Yates' Pain Hustlers, which certainly feels very tiffy if it's going to do that. Um, so these are the sort of ones that I was sort of juggling. <laughs> um, you know, I guess I'll go with the Durkin. Um, that one seems like it has the safest ground, the most precedent. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just go with that to wrap this up. Yeah, for me, it's the reason where if you had asked me in the abstract, I'd been like, yeah, that's a sort of movie that could be there a hundred percent. And then you just look at it, just like what I did with my picks. Where I was like, I picked five American movies, and right. that one was exactly. not at the level yeah. of those. And I was just like, right. And like sometimes they do go with the like, oh, that's the one that they're taking when they could have had that. Right. But yeah, yeah. Um, the one that I didn't want to pick because I thought it was next year was the Dumont. Um, yeah, I, are there other decoys you want to reveal Jesse at this point? Was anything else a decoy? Was the Kashisha Um, decoy? (laughs) Let's see. I mean, like I, I don't think Steve McQueen's movie will be out this year. Um, I th- yeah, I mean, there's other ones where I was like, this isn't going to be in competition. Right, but the other Lanthimos. You could pick, like, Woody Allen's not going to be in competition because he doesn't do that. Um, uh, one that wasn't on the list was the Link Letter Hitman. Oh, yeah, I must have just forgotten. He's on my, like, long list on the spreadsheet where I'm trying to predict. I would be, yeah, I would be, like, a little surprised but yeah. not shocked. And certainly, like, if I had not left him off the list i might have started thinking about him towards the end of the draft he kind of likes As, uh, yeah kind of likes like, like new york i guess like where sure yeah i mean he's done like sundance and he's done the like sundance berlin thing a few times yeah Obviously, i fast nation was in the can yeah. uh-huh and i think it's maybe been it can one or two other times of it yeah i mean what else like Luke Besson is the opposite of the Guadagnino thing where I keep seeing people be like, they might put Luke Besson competition in competition, and I'm like, come on. Yeah. But the more times people say it, it's like, I guess maybe they know something. Right. Uh, it's the movie Dogman, which stars Caleb Landry Jones. Uh, 
not an adaptation of the Dave Pilkey books, I don't believe, nor a remake of the Matteo Garoni film. Yes. I guess I don't, maybe it is a remake of the Matteo Garoni film. I don't know that. Uh, though I read it, I read it down as dog man, one word, but D and M both capitalized, which is not what the Garoni movie was. I did briefly, um, th- there's like, I did briefly think of like, what if they play some of Henry Sugar? What if they do some of that? But sure. then I was like, I don't, I didn't want to get into all of that. Yeah, right. Like we also didn't talk about, yeah, we, we, we would have maybe had to do a discussion before of like, what would the point breakdown be for like parts so of Henry were, Sugar? Yeah, I guess we didn't shorts. talk about like, on the very, very off chance that Hong Sang-soo has two movies, how many points Emilio would get. Sure. Uh, it's enough of a of a unlikelihood that I'm fine just uh, giving right, him both get of the movies points, points right. though. Yeah, sure. yeah. And then, yeah, in terms of, like, what I started, uh, what, what I would have thought about, like, I think all of the other italian directors who are on the list are are definitely on the list because i'm like yeah that would make sense is is emma dante the only one left maybe Uh, certainly like as we get closer there will be more names of italian directors filtering through though there were also several big name ones it can which uh makes the list a little bit shorter um david wellhoffen and robert guediwiak I have no idea how his last name pronounced is pronounced are just both French directors who have had movies in competition at Venice several times. Uh, I saw a variety uh, article that was predicting the free solo directors of uh, yep. fiction movie theater. Sure, the yep. Benning movie? Yeah. yeah, that wouldn't yeah, that on the list wouldn't surprise me. One, no you know, also, one of them is a woman, so uh, another option there. Um, oh, Kashish is another basically a decoy. Right. I don't think yes, that yeah. Two of My Love, Kanto Trey, will ever see the light of day. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's no one else who I like. Oh, Tim Kroger's another one. Another one who I'd never heard of him or the movie that's called The Theory of Everything. <laughs> I but... thought it was a decoy just because it was fake. <laughs> no, just pop. No, that that's not another decoy. That's no, another no, no. one that just like fairly affirmatively popped up in variety of like, oh, we hear this is a strong contender for being in competition. I was just like, I I guess I'll put it on the list. I don't would need enough to hear the name again to. Uh, take that more seriously but you know maybe when we uh, figure out the draft order for the supplemental round we'll all be uh, begging for the first pick so that we can take the theory of everything by Tim Croker and then yeah you know there's just like more American movies where I was like sure there's a world where that happens I could throw that on Uh, none of us uh, ended up taking Wang Bing. I'm sure I would have if we'd gone a few more rounds, but a little hard to see. Even if that is like what him and the produ- and or the producers would like to happen, a little hard to see Venice just playing along. Uh, even though it's also weird that can put him in competition. Uh, that premiere might have had to have been a little more successful for Venice to be excited to follow suit. All right. Uh, yeah. 
We did it. A successful draft. Yeah. Well, and, we'll, and we'll keep you updated as uh, as, as points yeah. are yeah, scored. Yeah, we, and... we can just put the link to the uh, spreadsheet in the uh, episode. I've got uh, tabs to right. score everything yeah. uh, that I can it's a nice little spreadsheet. keep updated. Yeah. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Well, I think with that, do we move on to special presentations? Yep. Yeah. Does anybody have one? Uh, maybe I, don't I hadn't thought what... about that we were going to do it. Uh, yeah, I'll just do the one movie I've seen recently that makes sense. Uh, which to do, which is Oh Brother Where Art Thou, which I hadn't uh seen in a long time and watched with Cohen and another friend, and is very good. It is. There's definitely like. I remember it as being, like, not quite to the, like, lady killers or intolerable cruelty end, but as being, like, pretty much as, like, pure comedy as they get other than those two. But I I feel like it has, like, a darker heart to it than, like, Big Lebowski or, like, it maybe, it, it, even though, like, uh, Burn After Reading is, like, so acerbic and almost nihilistic like it maybe even feels a little more sour to me than that there's some stuff towards the end that i maybe even feel a little ambivalent about but uh it's both like really funny and really interesting to think about yeah there's everyone is incredible in it yeah some really insane gags in that movie that you forget about where it's like literally they steal a pie off of a windowsill (laughs) yeah and i mean yeah Clooney's so so funny in that um i'll go and also do actually no i had a great smash burger recently at a restaurant um talking two patties american or no uh two patties um red onions not grilled but like thinly sliced not diced or anything um beer cheese spread pickle mustard ketchup and it was great and i just if you you, uh, a a smash burger on a menu i'm like yeah let me try that yeah give me that so true (laughs) yeah uh I'll plug. I've been listening to a book, which is not my plug because I have not finished it and I do not like to plug things before I finish them. But it has gotten me to listen to a lot more alternative music from the 1980s. So my plug this week is Fugazi's album 13 Songs, which is a very good album of very good music. Shout outs to Fugazi. Yeah, Fugazi's great. Um... And I'm sorry. I'll just I'll just say uh, I I I never do it, but I binge watch The Bear season two. Like it's a, it's weird that it is a show that I like consume so quickly because uh, that is so antithetical to how I usually like to consume television. I really do like value the weekly release model, but it is just something where like the way that they structure the episodes and everything, it really is like you just want to keep. It's like really compelling and really draws you in. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think the second season is very good. Like, you know, it, it does, like, go up the, like, celebrity cameo factor or whatever, which is, like, there's a little bit of that in the first yeah. season. Yeah, and I'll whatever, say, I but... think it, 
I think the way that that's been talked about is a little under. There are guest sure. stars. I think there's there is people giving performances. I think cameos some of the times give the appraise. Sure, the sure. yes, for sure. They are yeah, right. yes. They are definitely in the world of the bear. They're like people people playing people in that in that world. Um, I do love uh, all the community references in it too. That also makes me very happy. Um, because apparently, uh, the creator is dating Gillian Jacobs, which I didn't realize, which makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, from winning time. Yes, sure. Um, Ooh, (laughs) go ahead. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just like, there's a lot of really standout episodes this season. I, I really liked the whole arc of it and it is like, yeah, it's just really, I love a show that can, that can, that can spotlight all the different characters and, and tell these stories, uh, in such different ways and it really does like capture environments like and especially like for a show that is so obsessed with close-ups and that really does get like into people's spaces in the way that it is shot in the way that that the like the actors that you're showing like which you know perhaps to simulate the like the, the pressure everyone feels but you really do get a you real know, it's sense a lot, it's a lot of kitchens it's a lot of closed yeah, spaces right you know? yeah um right. but yeah you really do get a real sense for the environment and like um and the, the the sense of place i think is very strong in it mm-hmm. yeah i mean not show. having seen the bear or very much tv lately yeah. it does make sense to me that as even for streaming the binge model of release becomes less standard that the people who are still doing it would be doing it somewhat more conscientiously than when like Netflix just kind of started doing it without really thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I, I think, I think you should leave is very much a show that like makes sense to just throw it all out and then inhale. Sure. In a different way. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I also watch the bear, which is like, I rarely watch television, but for some reason it's a show that I really like. Uh, and shout outs to podcast favorite Evan Moss Baccarat for giving That's an right. incredible performance. He's in, great in, in season two. Yeah, it takes a minute for a spotlight, but uh, it really, really lands when it comes to him. Yeah, his bits and uh, no hard feelings are pretty fun, even though they're mostly just in the trailer. I guess there's another. There, there's like a second half to the scene that's in the trailer, and then there's uh, uh, he gets a little bit at the end. Maybe. What if we do the who should work with them in Moth background? But we should have. Th- it could be. Yeah, that might be. That might be it. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to check in with Jack. I mean, obviously, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway. We'll figure it out. Anyway. And I think, yeah. Well, if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter for now, uh, you can do so at Can I Kick It There? We're obviously on Letterboxd and Instagram at CIKI Pod. You might see us posting a lot more there as well. Um, Someone posted to our story recently. <laughs> yes, that was me. Um, <laughs> I shared Jesse's tweet. Oh, um, we get tagged and it popped up, and I was like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes it's that easy. Um, and. Uh, if you want to email us any questions or comments, you can do so at canikickitpod at gmail.com. 
We are on coffee. If you'd like to donate any money to us, which we always appreciate as festival season <laughs> starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Start thinking about, yes, uh, accommodations for st- for visiting yeah. festivals. And you know what? We get some big guests coming up, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe get hyped and <laughs> start putting your right. money right. where yeah. our All mouth right. is. Our- <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, that's coffee.com slash can i ko dash fi.com slash c-a-n-n-e-s-i our theme song is by tree related who's on spotify Wait, and can i say something really quick please uh you should look out on youtube for sure, can yes. i kick it on youtube where some episodes might start getting yep. posted weekly yep. leave them playing on mute while you're mm-hmm. doing something else uh yep. like comment and subscribe <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um, if you want to follow any of us on social media, I'm on Twitter and everywhere at Clatchley. Andy. Andy T. Germ. It's been a minute since we've done our own. Yeah. I'll let everyone say their piece. That's it. You got that locked everywhere. Uh, I Yeah. I have Andy T. Germ on every social media platform that I am on, I believe. Uh, you know. Check me out, uh, Twitter, Letterboxd, Blue Sky, Hive, um, uh, Post. Mastodon. Uh, not on Mastodon. Didn't, did, Mastodon sure. seemed too, too complicated to figure out. Um, Instagram. Uh, uh, Snapchat? I guess, although I don't think I have the app on my phone anymore. That one, That's, that's an app I deleted because uh, all the notifications were just people who I didn't recognize following me. Uh, why am I still talking? Let's, we need to finish this episode. <laughs> Amelia? <laughs> You can find me at I'm Laugh Alone on wherever I guess, or I Laugh Alone some places. Like I feel I la- I'm Laugh Alone on Twitter if that's still a thing. By the time this episode comes out, Jesse, uh, JCP Glick Weber, uh, Twitter Letterboxd. I did just post to the to Instagram for the first time since Tiff 2018, but that might just mean that it doesn't stay public much longer. Sure. Uh, but yeah, those places for now. And with that. And with that. Oh, I. <laughs> did someone else have? No nope. one did it. <laughs> oh no, it's my. Okay, yeah, I'll release the audience. Bye. Bye. <laughs>